Hello and welcome to a podcast called Cutting It With Harry, where I will be chatting with people from all sides of the fitness, diet, well-being and body positive world. Nothing is too taboo. So without further ado, let's get started. Hello, I'm back. I know you missed me. It's not even a case of did you miss me? It's not a question I know you did and I am. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I've been MIA. But I did plan on doing the podcasts um, alongside the 20-week prep for a bodybuilding show that I decided to enter for the first time. And I was like, yeah, I can spin three, four, five, six plates at the same time. I am superwoman. You know, I can do it. No problem. I could have been more wrong. <laughs> could not have been more wrong. What an exhausting experience to go... Like, honestly, honestly, if you think that you can do something else alongside a 20-week prep except, like, your your normal job, which you can kind of barely survive through, then you're wrong. Take it from me. And I'm not trying to be negative in any way. You know, you do you. Be the best version of yourself. I believe in you. But you can't. You can't do it, all right? I've said you cannot do it. I tried. And if it didn't... And if not... Um, what made things worse, sorry, is I tried. I did a one pod... Uh, pod poddy? Podcast? Podcast? At the beginning uh, with someone that I think is amazing. Incredible. He's been through so much. Um, I'm not going to go too much into detail about who he is, what he does, because I'm hoping to get him back. But when we did the podcast and we sat and we spoke for an hour and a half, I think it was, um, and he blew my mind. It was incredible. I was like, oh my God, it's going to be so good. People are going to be like, whoa, um, your podcast is so good. Uh, I was like so excited to put it online and we were coming to the end of it and um womp womp my computer just died uh crashed took everything with it muggins over here let oh I, I did don't do any more learned my lesson it's the only good thing that came from this i used to just let it run through um for the full time that we were speaking and I'm sure with a normal functioning computer, you could probably do that. But with my uh, Mac, it just doesn't, it just crashes and takes everything with it. And then it's gone. <sighs> it was, it was not, it was not a good time for me mentally. Went to a dark place. Didn't cry. Was on the verge of tears though. It was, um, it was grim, you know, and the poor guy, uh, he had had to get childcare and everything to be there and drove over to me and, you know, wasted an hour and a half of his life just literally chatting to me in my spare bedroom um, for nothing, basically. Sorry, mate. Please come back, though. Because <laughs> I'll really fix my computer first. And on that note, let me just uh, pause it, save it, and I'll come back. There we go. And I'm back. Honestly, so 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 when that happened, I was like, you know what? Let's just put it to the side, focus completely on the show, um, get it done and dusted, come back, fix whatever the fuck is wrong with this thing, and then get some guests in. So I've got some PTSD, hence the reason I'm on my own doing this one podcast to kind of like dust the cobwebs off, um, get my confidence back with it. 
But I thought, you know, we could discuss the show itself, how I felt about the show. And um, yeah, I'll be honest, I hated the day. There, I said it, I hated it. Not for me. Standing on a stage in a really small bikini, being subjectively judged by a panel of people you've never met before in your life, up against other women. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. I was. I was dubious about it in the beginning, but and, and I wasn't going to compete anyway. But then I thought, you know, no, come on, you work really hard, and everyone goes on about how this feeling of you, like you get, it's like a euphoric feeling when you step on stage, and it's worth the the grind. The literally, in my case, the twenty week grind. So I was curious, but you know what they say about curiosity? Um, yeah, not my, not my not my thing and I really take my hat off to the people that you know do it time and time again and 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 wow wow athletes being an athlete one thing being an athlete that has to eat absolutely like next to nothing on show day on the day that you compete and go through this process of being tanned we'll go into the tanning process shortly bear with me what a, what an inhumane situation um but yeah get all glammed up and then like wait hours and hours and hours absolutely starving dehydrated and then stand on stage with a big massive smile on the face you do honestly wow Uh, like you're amazing you really really are i don't want to do again (laughs) no thank you however (laughs) this is a big however i love bodybuilding and i love the people the gym everyone in there love it i mean a massive thanks to the team that got me to that day my coach lauren kimberly um what an incredible woman what a beautiful smart woman hi lauren i love you big fan of your work um Thank you very much, my sports massage therapist, um, because I have hips of a 90-year-old lady and hamstrings that we genuinely don't know how how they didn't just snap, um, you know, like a two weeks in, (laughs) because they were that tight. Um, Yeah, without you, man, I probably would have snapped, so thank you. Also, it's good to have someone because because um hammer sports therapy and coaching i think that's his instagram he he he's competed in the past before as well so while i was on the table going through agonizing um deep tissue massage he's talking to me about the process talking about being on stage and you know how hard it is and 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 relating and, and you do need that because it is such an isolating sport it's very lonely so anyone that's going through prep now if you're on the stepper while you're listening to my podcast doing your cardio or whatever then keep going man you know this is for you this is a goal that you have set and the one thing that I took away from this was a much stronger mentality I changed as a person because it's so hard that if you can push through it and you can get to the end the feeling you get of you know the pride and then looking back on the journey, it's nothing, you can't, you can't beat that. 
You can't beat it. So it's not about the show day itself. Having that as the motivation and the goal is, is helpful. And it does hold you, you know, it does keep you um, accountable for, for for the food you eat and everything and all, you know, ticking the boxes, da, da, da. But yeah, the, the effort put in, if you if you do put it in right, yeah, you, you can't beat that feeling. It is it is special. But yeah, so so anyone else that's doing it, um, hats off to you. My my bikini lady, the lady that designed my bikini, we had to have quite a lot of FaceTime calls. Um, me fumbling around with a tape measure in front of a video to a woman that I'd never met before. Just stood there in a thong, <laughs> measuring from the top of my uh, my bum round under my legs in between my legs up you know I just just stood in the camera like with my my groin in this woman's eye line yeah thank you for not laughing at me and thank you for um making such an incredible bikini like I know a lot of work and effort and skill goes into that and I really do appreciate it it was beautiful and it was perfect um her name what well, her her account is and pose on insta um, and if you are competing, you do want a really, really amazing bikini. She's your lady. Chadiga Planet Fitness, my gym, um, and everyone in it that supported me throughout, anyone that came to talk to me, anyone that, um, again, came to relate. That pl- that gym is special as well. Like, I know people, especially bodybuilders, have this thing with, um, uh, like, going to the old sweaty iron throwing around gyms, like to be a real bodybuilder, like those, the private gym supporting your local ones. I get it. I do get it. But a big, good, solid planet fitness, I don't think you can beat it. Like, you've got everything you need. And that is because they have money. A lot of money. So, um, you know, pros and cons. But planet fitness, thank you very much. Your gym is incredible. Specifically Tradiga. That's the one I went to throughout. So thank you. But yes, after all those hours and hours of steady state cardio and steps, step after step after step, finally we came to show day. As I mentioned, PCA was my federation. I was a first timer um, in the short category for bikini. Um, And this particular show itself was being held in Hull, which was four hours away from where I live. So it's literally driving to Hull and back. Um, on the day, I had an Airbnb booked um, that I had booked months ahead uh, of schedule. Um, and two hours into the journey on the way there, the Airbnb guy rang me and was like, there's problems with the apartment. A few of his apartments. Um, so he's had to book me in somewhere else. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, I need somewhere to cook because on the day, um, you you know, or like you need a microwave, you need you need some at least a microwave um to warm up your food or to prep your food. In this case, I thought I was gonna have a kitchen, so I was driving there with uncooked food. I was planning to pop into a Tesco and get some frozen fish um to adhere to the plan that my coach had given me so he was like yeah you know there's another girl that had booked in with me and she's explained the same thing she's in the same show so I've had to book you an apartment with um you know a kitchen and then a separate apartment for your guests um and I've covered the extra cost 
And I was thinking, all right, okay, for the neck, all right. Thank you for sorting that, I guess. We get there, it's horrible, right? This place is minging. <laughs> and there's no way there was any extra costs. I'd booked, uh, um, like, a uh, marina, overlo- uh, uh, an apartment overlooking the marina with a balcony and a kitchen and all this stuff. And um, I had this, like, dingy... My bed had, like, little curly pubes all over it. I had blood stains. It was gross, guys. It was so gross. And, um, yeah, I'd packed, um, I'd packed, uh, bl- uh, sheets and blanket covers, black sheets and blanket covers, because when you have your tan, you, ha- you have to have one coat the night before sleep in it. And then the next day, the day of the show, you have another coat and then, you know, your top bronzy, glossy coat after that. But, in order to not destroy the bed sheets of your Airbnb or your hotel or wherever it is you're staying, you take your black sheets. So I did. And uh, yeah, it was a different size bed. It was bigger. So I was curled up in the corner on my little like, because um, it was a fitted sheet I had. So it, it sort of curled up into like a really small single area of this bed that I had to kind of try and stay on and I'm a wriggly sleeper so it was quite hard to stay in there so yeah we wasn't the best so that was the first kind of um stressful moment of the journey um and my guess my parents were on a different floor to me so it was all it was all a bit strange but anyway we move we move but yes the tan so I get into this gross apartment and I unpack my stuff and I'm a bit rushed and I have to have a quick shower and I was going to wash my hair there, uh, there and then so it could dry and I'd do it the morning after the show day, if you get me. Um, so I have my shower, then I rush over to this gym where the first cut of tan is taking place, Pro Tan. Um, the PCA Federation had assigned, they have their own tanning crew that you can sign up with some kind of helicopter going across um distracted easily distracted um so i get to this gym and there's a long line of ladies um and men all snaked around the top layer level of this gym and looked like i'd been there for ages like you know you're near an airport and um People have sat down and they're on their phones and they just look like they've been there for hours, delayed. That's how it looked. So I was thinking, you know, how long have they been here? We're all assigned a time on purpose so they can, like, get you in and out. Um, We're all starving in a ridiculous calorie deficit. Um, And, you know, grumpy, just... Like, as I said, I've a lot of us probably travelled from lots of different areas. So getting there, to then be told that they are running two hours behind. So two hours behind. But because you don't know where you are, you don't know the process, you've never done this before, you don't want to go back to your hotel, wait and come back. You're there now, so you, same as other people in front of you, you're going to be sitting down or whatever next to your bag um, with your two towels that you've been told to bring. And you wait. So I'm waiting now. I'm on the phone. I don't know anyone. I'm too grumpy to talk to anyone. And I'm quite a, an open, um, sociable person normally. But at this point, at this point, after peak week, um, when you, you've not had a lot of food and you've, you've been told to stop drinking liquids at 6 p.m. and it's now like quarter to eight, 
So you're not feeling the best. So you're not, you're not feeling chatty. So we're all sat there in silence, basically. Two hours goes by. They pass out these hairnets. And like I said, it's male and female. And at the back of this gym, there's, um, there's like this half see-through pathetic piece of plastic stuck up um, to, to make uh, like a petition air, petitioned area for the girls to go in and get their tan. And they have these like pop-up tan booths, kind of like a little tent pop-up thing, you know, um, covered in tan. They've got these spray guns. And then they've got some fans, normal just everyday house fans going uh, that people are stood by and drying by. The closer you get to the area where you're going to be tanned, the more you realise how strange it is. I felt like I walked into a Louis Theroux documentary, right? Everyone is naked, okay? Everyone in the room is butt naked. All these people that you've never met before, butt naked. And there's the men are, are given... Um, <laughs> like, children's socks. Because it's cold. <laughs> it's cold in there, right? So you've got... Tiny little children's socks with like dinosaur and cars on and stuff, you know, to hide your um, what's left of your bits. Um, especially if you've been taking steroids or whatever, you know. Let's <laughs> see, so you get given these little children's socks. Okay, at least you'll get. At least you're given something. The women, the women, it's just, it's just, it's just stripped down. I felt like they were looking for contraband, right? You know, it felt like I'd walked into a, a woman's prison um, and, you know, I stripped down in front of a bunch of people that I didn't know. All my <sighs> dignity was in the pile of with my clothes. And I was told to sort of squat down a little bit, bend over, turn this way, turn that way. Now... If that wasn't bad enough, the spray tan coming, the spray coming out of this gun was freezing. Okay, it was so cold, and we we have next to no fat on us, right? You have to get so unbelievably lean um, to show off what muscle you do have that the that you feel the cold, right? I haven't taken my fluffy socks off for the entire process, right? Let me just uh, save and pause. Okay, I'm back. If it crashes, we're not going to lose everything. Um, yeah, so it's freezing, okay? The fans are going, they're cold as well, and you can just see these women like with their little blue hairnets on, butt naked, boobs everywhere. I've never seen so many shapes and sizes, leaning over these fans, shivering, just like, so how did you find the prep? Are you looking forward to show day? It was weird, right? Um, also, sorry to get graphic, but like you may have heard when people go into these competitions and they, they're, especially women, they're, they're not eating a, a lot of food or whatever, your hormones are massively affected, which really, really takes its toll on, you know, your menstrual cycle and stuff. So I was actually shocked to find out that a few of these women were on their periods. You don't know how I know? Because... Um, when you're naked, you can't, like, really hide the fact that you're wearing a tampax. It, honestly, this is how inhumane it was. Like, I can't believe it's been normalised. 
Like the women that do this for the Federation must do this so often that they're just used to it. Now, getting used to that, it, it feels weird. It feels weird. And when you've bigged yourself up for the full like prep process and you're like, yes, you know, come on, girl, you're strong. You can do this. You're amazing. And you're going through it and you, you, you're ticking all the boxes. You're doing your cardio. You're eating next to nothing. Um, and then you're made to feel like cattle. Strip down, in you go, squat and cough. <laughs> so by the fan... Like, it's like, yeah, literally just looking at you like a pound sign, like a small naked pound sign. Um, and you've got some girls that are nervous, that over-talk, that are like, you know, chewing your ear off by the fan because they, I can tell, like, they're uncomfortable. So they're talking loads and loads. And then you've got the other girls that are silent, same as me, just mortified. Uh, eyes, like, saucers, like, just can't wait to put their towel back on and get get out. But it's not just that either. Like there were some young bikini fitness athletes um that were being subjected to this this treatment as well. It just felt weird, okay? I didn't like it. Now I might be people might be like, "Oh, come on, it's not that bad." It was, you know. There were men men could clearly see us as well. Um buy, like buy me a drink first. Jeez. Maybe out for dinner before I bend over and, and show you everything I, you know, what I was born with. <laughs> so I'm getting really graphic. Apologies, okay? But it was weird and it's 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 left me traumatized. So I'm gonna traumatize you in the process. But yeah, so the tanning, not good. Second tan, second, second load of tan then, right? In the arena the next day, I look up. Now I'm stripped again. I'm with these girls that at least I kind of half know now. Say half know. I know them better than I know the majority of my friends because I haven't seen, you know, everything. Um, literally everything. I th- do you know? I didn't know you could get some piercings in some places. These girls got piercings. That was that was you know educational, interesting. But um, I look up, and there's CCTV cameras above where the 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 base for the tan had been made i said to the one girl i said i hope <laughs> they're off like joking and she went oh, i know yeah we did ask them to so i'm not sure if they have been or not i was thinking you're not sure if they're making money from this selling it online then like, at least when i cut but yeah after you've frozen to death um and you're now the 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 color of dirt if not darker you then go and try and find where you need to be next not a single sign in this arena, not a single sign. And um, if you bumped into a staff member because they were really difficult to find uh, and wanted to ask them a question, it was a real inconvenience for them. You know, it just felt like they do this so much. They put on so many shows, which they do, um, because they must make an absolute killing from the people that like pay to see their family members and stuff like that. Like which we are just pound signs, like I said. Um, that they're just fed up and tired of it, and they expect you to know what you're doing, and you don't. You you know, it, it's not fair. Like that, the, the amount of stress you put on your body, the amount of difficult difficulty that like, you've gone through just to get to this show day and you're so excited to then be massively let down by the way you're treated come on pca you need to sort it out 
don't let your name get dragged through the uh, dirt-coloured tan um, because that's what's happening. Honestly, that's what's taught, what's being talked about. If you want to come and defend yourself and come and speak to me on this podcast, then you're more than welcome. But just let me try and sort my computer out first because it may get lost and you may just talk to me for an hour for absolutely no reason. <sighs> anyway, oh God, it hurts every time I talk about it. Anyway... You got, I did eventually find out where I needed to get my makeup done. And the girls who did, who do the makeup are fab. They're fantastic. They only accept cash in hand. Um, <laughs> you know, but so, so I did, you know, spend about half an hour driving around before I even got there trying to find a, uh, a local um, hole in the wall ATM just to, to get the money ready. But I mean, can't fault them, you know, can't fault them. No one likes a tax man. But yeah, so the, my makeup was, was, it was done really well. It was fit for purpose. Very, very thick, very, very sh like glam. Um, because you do have to, it does have to pop on stage. And when you're under all those lights, it can get washed out. So it was, it was really well done. Uh, talented girls, well done. Thank you very much. Then I snuck into a back room and, and with, with someone's mum who I think had snuck back there as well because I don't think you're really allowed like your family and friends to be with you but I don't blame you for having support there because it's very stressful and very difficult so you know, I'm not judging you. Sat by her um, and led on the floor for four hours. Again absolutely no idea where I was supposed to be when I was supposed to be there. And every girl that came in and stumbled across this secret room um, was exactly the same. And no one knew what the hell they were supposed to be doing. We don't know where we were supposed to be. So it was a concern that after everything that we'd gone through, we may not even get the chance to step on stage because where even was it? I had no idea at this point. So being there four hours... Then um, someone said that you had to like, the show was starting or, or, or beginning or whatever. Because we had a rough idea of the time scale. We'd been sent in an email, but um, that was all. So it, it was about time that the show was supposed to be starting. So I got up and, and, and tried to find out where we needed to register and get your number. So we're all given a number for stage that you pin to your bikini. I was 58. Anyway, I got the number 58 after I'd found it, after I'd walked back and forth a number of times. Again, you're not supposed to walk on show day because of inflammation, blah, 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 blah. But I think I got more steps in than I had on any previous day, just trying to figure out where the hell I was supposed to be. But um, when I did find the desk with a bunch of other nervous girls who had never done this before, I was confronted by some lady that shouted to us all, does anybody need their height checked? Now, I don't know. I've told you I'm short, Bikini. I've told you my height. Do I need my height checked? Um, so I stand in front of her and I say, I'm short, Bikini. She goes, right, okay, I'm going to have to check your height. So then I assume, okay, do we all need our height checked then. So to, to just prove that, that we are that height, fair enough. But I've assumed and I've worked that out in my head is that no one's actually told you this. So I go, she walks around, I think it's probably about 10 steps for her in total, bearing in mind every single one of us that have stood there waiting to um, register have probably done about 12,000 to 15,000 a day. So 10, not a lot in uh, the grand scheme of things. She walks around 10 steps, takes my height, 
walks back around, sits back down. No, before she sits back down, she goes, does anyone else need their height check before I, before I go back? Behind your desk, 10 steps away. Anyway, um, no one says anything because no one knows. I didn't know. Um, she sits down, she gives me my badge, I start to walk away. And then I hear this young girl behind me go, oh, yeah, you know, I'm in tall bikini. She goes, oh my God, you know, I just said... Does anybody else need their height check? This poor girl was like, oh, I, d- I didn't know, I didn't know. <laughs> so like I said, the staff have just had enough. Like, then they just assume you know what you're doing. And, and um, we don't, guys. So come on, come on, be a bit kinder. Be a bit more helpful. Be a bit more supportive. Uh, some serious feedback for you here that I hope you take in a positive way and turn things around rather than like slate me or like block me online. Please don't block me online. I do like watching the shows. Um, but yeah, so I get my badge. I've walked away. Um, I've gone back to my secret room. Um, I eventually figure out where the stage is. I walk down just in time when I find other people lining up. Again, I've been told where to go. I just about made it. We stand backstage for the for the for the gloss up. So they start dabbing us with all this gloss, make sure we've not got any patches where we've been sweating, um, all our tan off and stuff. My coach says, "Right, eat eat a bunch of sweets, ready for when you go on stage, so not to pass out." Because again, guys, this is the most healthy sport in the world. <laughs> <laughs> we're starving dehydrated oh stressed and now we're smashing a bunch in my my sweet of choice was some squishies so I smashed a bunch of squishies in my face um pumped up with these elastic bands so they wouldn't you know you pump the blood into your muscles so it, they poke out and they look all um big and impressive or whatever and then you stand in line um I think it was a higher number to lower number in my case um and you walk on with sass um out onto a big stage in front of an audience bright lights hit you and you walk into a line and hit your first front pose and then over the mic over the speakers you hear right girls you know quarter turn to the right quarter turn to, to the rear and all this stuff you start doing it my body starts shaking i am trying my best to smile I'm trying my best to remember my routine, which I forgot in an instant. I had practiced that routine over and over and over again for the full 20 weeks, and I forgot immediately under the lights, so I just made one up. Um, Tried to hit the mandatory poses that you're taught, um, and just like do your best. My whole body is just shaking, and I think it's because of the sweets that I've just eaten and you know the adrenaline or whatever, and it didn't feel good. I felt I was just couldn't wait till it was over. Um, I got sixth. I got an invite to the British finals. Thank you so much, guys. I won't be going. Um, and then you walk off and you you take your photos with your friends or whatever that you've just made, and you leave. Um, and in my case, I just drove straight home and I tried to eat a cookie in the in the car, <laughs> but my stomach was now so small. I've been dreaming of this cookie, right? This Biscoff-filled cookie. And when you, you heated it, I found like a, I found a, um, 
you know, you go to the services and there was like the, the little Costa sections and they have like a little microwave. Found one of those, put my cookie in, warmed it up, you know, pulled it in half to watch all this Biscoff spread just fall out of it. Oh, I've been dreaming about this, right? Started eating it, couldn't finish it, felt sick. It was, my stomach couldn't handle it. I was so bloated. It made me really ill. <laughs> So, oh, long story short, guys, it was a really strange experience. That day, that show day was not for me, but the process, the community, bodybuilding as a whole, I love. I just won't be competing again. I won't be putting my money into competing again. I will train and I will prep for a big, fantastic holiday in the Maldives and I'll put money into that. And it'll probably cost less. Um, but I, I won't be competing again. I, I really do respect those that do because it's so hard and it's it, not just physically but mentally. But it, yeah, it's not for me. I can't wait to talk to other competitors though and get their opinion um, on, on different federations because maybe it was my experience with PCA. But, um, you know, because I do feel that the sport itself has so much to offer when it comes to mindset and, and personal growth and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, and, and, and anyone that I would love to speak to someone that actually runs, um, their own federation or has a part to play in that because you must be minted. What car do you drive? And in a way, I'm quite relieved that I didn't love it because it is so expensive and it is so um, consuming. Like, it, you have to sacrifice so much. And if you are going to become a bodybuilding athlete and you're going to become a competitive bodybuilding athlete, then you have to sink everything you have into that sport. There is nothing more intoxicating than victory, but there is nothing more dangerous um, because it, it can be a dangerous path to go down. So in a way, I am I'm quite thankful that, you know, I experienced it. It's, it's off the bucket list. But if I was to get into it, into it, it can be good. It can, it can be bad. But I suppose anything has good, you know, pros and cons. Um, and some of the people I know that compete regularly are the most fantastic, incredible people. But yeah, not for, not for me, not for me. So I would like to talk about the actual science behind getting to the day. Food-wise, um, training-wise, what what you have to go through in order to get to that, that physical condition, um, which is... I would say the last couple of weeks or whatever is it, it is it it can be very very unhealthy. You look incredible, don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's natural to have to to, to be that like I just see that that vascular that muscular muscular that that lean, and the the men as well they have to get like even worse, and 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 that's if you're natural, if you're pushing peds, if you're pushing performance enhancing drugs as well, like what that must do to your body and your, your, your mental state. Um, I was, uh, on towards the end, I was eating about roughly 1,200 to 1,300 calories. And that's actually high for a bikini fitness athlete. Um, there was a girl that I had kind of connected with in the gym 
who was also competing around a similar time than me. She did just before me. She did incredibly well. Molly. Well done, Molly. Um, she was in figure. So it's a different category. They're a bit more muscular and a little bit more impressive. Um, and they have to, you know, they've got much different posing techniques, all of this stuff. She was actually on 800 calories towards the end. 800 calories. God. That, that... Trying to work as well, a full-time job. She worked a full-time job as well as training. You know, cardio in the morning, weights in the evening, 800 calories. My goodness me. A lot of people come out of this with like, disordered eating and things. And you can see why, you know, you can see why. But um, 3,500 calories is uh, amounts to a pound in, 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 in weight, in, in fat, I suppose. Well, in weight. Um so you want to be doing, you want to be in a calorie deficit around 500 per day to lose roughly one pound per week. Kinda. I mean, we're all different. Our bodies work differently. But that is that is roughly the science behind a calorie deficit. So, so when people go into like... Um, when people have gone mad over Christmas or whatever, they go, oh, you know, I have to go on a diet and they go immediately down to like 1,000 calories. You don't need to do that. Bring it down slow and steady. In my case, it was over the, the course of 20 weeks. Um, you, you you know, pull it back gradual. Um, you just need to be in a small calorie deficit to start um, and then kind of boost it as you go. Monitor what your weight is doing week to week. If you're if you if you go into a small calorie deficit and you continue to lose weight, you, what's the point in changing them? What's the point in eating less? Why would you eat less if you can get away with eating, you know, as much as possible and you're just in a tiny deficit, um, and your body continues to drop that weight, then stay there. Be silly not to. And the more drastically you pull back those calories, the more likely you're going to eat into your muscle as well as your fat, and that's the last thing you want to do because you want to be curvaceous, voluptuous lady. You want all the bumps in the right places, um, which, you, you know, you could you could risk losing if you go into too much of a vicious calorie deficit and you start smashing cardio and all this stuff. So slow and steady wins the race. Um, also, what I learned was that complex carbohydrate manipulation is the key to losing body fat. Um, so what I mean by that is I'd wake up and the first meal that I would have is my oats with whey powder and berries, right? So it's a, uh, a carby meal. And that's where that, um, the saying is, uh, you know, eating, it's a king, what is it, a king's breakfast? That breakfast you have in the morning is, um, what is that saying? Anyway, they, they say, to, you know, it's an important breakfast. The most important meal of the day is your breakfast. And it comes from the fact that you can have that high carb, carby meal, um, because it takes an average of six hours for a complex carb meal to get absorbed into your body. So if you're having, in my case, I was having like 6 a.m., I was having my first meal. So by the time you hit 12, that's when your body starts tapping into that food, that carby source, and it's using it as energy. So if you do your cardio just after you've had your first car, uh, carby meal, it, it hasn't hit your body yet. So you're so your your body is having to tap into your fat resources for that energy. So it's going straight to your fat. So you're doing you're stepping out on your steady state cardio in the morning. The first thing your body is using, 
eating up to use as energy is your fat resource. So there's a whole science to this timing type of macronutrients because you've got your carbs, your protein, your fats. It's all used in a way to trick your body into getting so thin that you can see the stringy muscle connections from your glutes to your hamstrings, basically. Um, another interesting fact of um, tools that are used to get uh, competitors to the shape they need to be in is what you may find when you go with a personal trainer, one of the first things they say to you before implementing cardio um, because you want to use that last, really. You want to hold that cardio tool to the very last, like, minute. When your body plateaus, it's not losing any more weight. Then you go, right, okay, get on the stepper. But they first go, before you do that, let's start upping the amount of steps that you reach during the day. Now, you've probably heard a lot of people saying, you know, I've got to hit my 10,000 steps, I've got to hit my 12,000 steps. Well, actually, it makes a massive impact on the amount of calories that you um, that, that, that you eat up in the day because 30 to 40 calories, averagely, aver- averagely, are you average, averagely? Per, so per 1,000 steps, you burn about 30 to 40 calories, the average person. Excuse me, small burp. Um... So if we say around 10,000 steps, which seems to be the the initial number that everyone's given to, to hit, it, you know, you're adding around 300, 400 calories that you're burning in a day. That's a meal, you know? So if you average out the full week of calories input and calories burnt, if you do those 10,000 steps a day, those 300, 400 calories a day extra that you're burning... You know, it it is a really good tool to balance out so you're not you're not having to reduce your calories by an extreme amount, be starving, be grumpy, be shouting at your partner, be like there's lots of things when you get angry and grumpy, I suppose. You know. Just become a monster that no one wants to be around. Just do your steps instead, honestly. It's 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 a lot easier. And something else I picked up along the way um, from a few competitors speaking to those and PTs and all this stuff is all that, um, all the muscle that you've been building when you've been in, you know, your cal- your maintenance. Excuse me. <sighs> I'm not tired. I've slept loads this weekend. Um, and I wonder who else just yawned then. Because you catch them, don't you? Did you yawn? Um yeah, so if you're not in your surplus phase, you're not in your maintenance phase and you're in your calorie deficit phase and you're losing your fat to show off all of that juicy muscle that you've been building, you want to make sure that you're feeding yourself enough protein to protect what you've been building. So the rule of thumb seems to be one gram of protein per one pound of body weight. Um, cause you, Yeah, so I think some people have a bit more um in certain situations and things are tweaked for each individual but that is a general rule of thumb that people seem to start with so yeah I'm, i mean i'm gonna wrap it up here um i wanted to talk about my experience i wanted to just tell you guys honestly truthfully how i felt about show day and 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 how for me it wasn't it wasn't something that I'll be pursuing going forward. I will be training my absolute butt off 
in the future, or in my case, but on. Um, I will be now looking to fix this computer problem um, and invite guests and continue to discuss you know, how other athletes feel about their sport, how it's changed their lives. I want to learn about the body. I want to learn about, you know, these tips and tricks with, with diet and training and timing and all of this cool stuff, the human, human anatomy, muscles, everything that connects your elbow to your, to your forearm, to your fingers, to there's a song. I know there's a rhyme there. I want to I want to talk to other bikini fitness models that feel it is similarly maybe not helped with their self-esteem and actually has left them with disordered eating and body dysmorphia and you know because I'm definitely coming out on the other side of this um with my reverse diet air quotes because I went to Costa del Sol immediately after with an all-inclusive hotel and just ate lots of cake and drank meat just by the beach and now I'm looking in the mirror and I don't see abs anymore and it's hard so I want to talk to people about that side of things I want to bring them all in so come on guests let's pick this back up I'm excited what's the next next chapter of all of this why do we do this? Why do we punish ourselves? Um, you know, a big good luck to anyone that's listening and is currently training for a show. Please don't be put off, even though it might be quite hard for the way that I've just slated it. Do it, because I'm really glad I did. Smash it. And if you like it, then brilliant go for it that's your world and, and just grab it by the face and win all of the trophies and swords and medals and just plaster your walls and your fireplaces with them because kudos to you and it, it is incredible it is incredible what we're capable of keep fighting keep being awesome um and on that note i'm gonna shoot off uh, mustache must to avenge revenge and destroy i don't wish to be the best i just want to be one of them um you are more powerful than you know you are i will speak to you guys later it's good to be back later